0: Welcome to episode 56 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we'll be discussing The House of Usher from 1960. Hello and welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. If you could do me a favor, why don't you take off your shoes before you start listening to the uh, podcast? My friend Kyle here—he's like a fine figure of glass. The slightest touch might shatter him. <laughs> he suffers from the morbid acuteness of the senses. Anything worse than the most palatable podcast
1: will actually offend his ears. Thought <laughs> so you were talking about Glass from Unbreakable for a second there, but uh... no.
0: Yeah, what's the guy from The Usher? What's what's the cat's name? Um, uh, Roderick Usher. He's like, oh, nothing but the finest of silks for me is agony.
1: <laughs> for a guy uh, who's so
0: like uh, condemning, he is so like a uh, prim and proper and a little bit prissy, eh?
1: To be honest, I am a ginger, so that has That's been kind of be my uh, the, life. The, the sun, sun will kind of kill you, right? The sun, yeah. I've had uh, many heat strokes. Heat strokes and many uh, rough, rough times with the sun burning yeah. me and melting my skin to blistery. <laughs> you are kind mess. of like
0: uh, your skin is kind
1: of like fair too. Like anything, like you've gotten poison ivy like on several occasions. Yeah, I, I seem to seem to catch it all. And anything but the lightest of beers will burn you until like, I got drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lightweight too. Uh, of course, we are starting off our big first episode of our uh, Price Price Corman Poe <laughs> <P-P-C>. <laughs> um, series. Uh, we've been wanting to do a Price episode for the longest time. Yeah. In our previous podcast, um, near the end, we were going to actually do um, every year, we were going to put something in the Horror and More Podcast Hall of Fame and he was mm. going to be the first one and we were going to do an episode. And unfortunately, that was when we decided to put it to rest uh but um yeah it's something we've been wanting to do just because you know as much as i love my boy tom cruise hey I, I have uh kind of i have a bit of a passionate love affair with uh price as well because they have a lot in common in that uh i don't know if any one of their films would be my top 10 of all time but they mm-hmm. both have such a a large catalog of quality films it's sprawling too right like they're yeah really like sprawling you know they he's got like how many films a price 260 films or something and like yeah. i haven't seen a bad one yeah i know I, he he did an intro for like a made for tv christmas carol in the 50s that or actually might be amazing no it wasn't great uh. but other it was like very low budget and i think yeah. they literally paid him for like a day shoot or something but even like him reading that yeah as a narration was still kind of cool like okay as a he kid, hasn't done a bad film I as a kid growing
0: it. up in ontario did you ever watch the hilarious house of frankenstein Oh, yeah. yeah. And he did the intro to that constantly yeah. every morning at like 6 o'clock. You have yeah. to watch Vincent Price give his narration of like the uh, well that was that was
1: late 70s or early 80s oh I don't know but that was uh yeah I, th- I think I want to say late 70s because that was mm-hmm. when horror was kind of dying out and he mm-hmm. that was when he was doing less films and it was kind of cool though like I think he did that that role for next to nothing I think yeah. it was like
0: and I heard rumors that he actually took all the boys out for drinks afterwards because he got paid well, like, oh, why don't you
1: come no out what I heard was them? that it was so hot on set because they had a very like it was this very very little production Hamilton right yeah in Hamilton Uh our, our home town city. home city uh uh, but, yeah, no, it was so hot on set, so he left and then came back with a bunch of cold beers for everyone. That's and, awesome, uh, right? What a class act. I know right? he used to cook on set as well, because, of course, he is was a famous uh, gourmet Same. chef. He released several cookbooks. <laughs> um, he, had the, he had the famous segment on uh, Johnny Carson, I believe, where he showed how to poach uh, a fish in a dish dryer. Dish- dishwasher? Dishwasher, yeah, sorry. But yeah, no, he—he he was. I don't know how to explain. It. He was like a gentleman, but he was like very charismatic. He was very like comedic. Like it, he would hmm. throw out, like even in that Johnny Carson episode, he threw out kind of a little raunchy joke <laughs> in there. I don't know. He just. He's flamboyant, too. like, But like no one ever
0: would see, like, oh, yeah, that guy's a bit of a flamer. He was a bit more flamboyant than anything. But he commanded like a
1: room. And there was rumors. I mean, his daughter said that uh, she believes he had affairs with men. Oh, yeah? Um, whether, who knows how if it mm. was true or not. But, uh, yeah, but either way, he just seems like it... He would have been the coolest guy to hang out with, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he seemed like a very honest, sincere, and just, like, a, from from all the documentaries and stuff I've seen on mm-hmm. the makings of films, he was, like, that kind gentleman that, you know, he's the one guy that I, I regret that I never got to meet. I mean, he died, I guess, pretty when I was, when I was probably young. Yeah. I guess early, ni- I think, I want to say 90s, or I guess his last film 90s, was uh, Edward Scissorhands, right? So yeah. that would have been, what, 92? Yeah. But um, yeah, either way, we want we've been wanting to do a series on him because we both are yeah, huge yeah. fans. Um, and you know, where do you start? Because you got the Doctor Fabs films; yeah, that, those yeah, are so awesome. Um, you know, you got the the kind of fun comedic ones like mm-hmm. Madhouse or Theater of Her Blood. Mm-hmm. Then you have like the the. William Castle ones like The Tingler and House on oh, so Haunted good. Hill, The Fly. It's just like this huge catalog. It just where, even, where even the start? really serious Dark Witchfinder Finder General, which is like a really. I think that was top fifty for us both. Yeah, I think I think it's a great, great like scary and bleak uh, horror film in that oh, too. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, he could do it all. I mean, he even he even did a lot of uh, noir films like Laura and uh, what was it? When the city sleeps, I believe. Um, but yeah, he just had this encompassing filmography that. And I, think I don't know. It's all might delivered be for me. One
0: of like the only actress that actually has like like a, like a number one dance hit. <laughs> like
1: every Halloween, you get yeah. to hear him narrate thriller, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it's fucking awesome. Would have been a hit either way, but I think that narration added a lot to yeah. it for sure. Um. Anyways, when we were deciding what to start off with, we decided to go back to his gothic roots uh, with the um, the Corman uh, adaptations of the uh, Poe adaptations. C P P P P C. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a chant. We're going to do that throughout every episode till you guys hate us. But, uh, yeah, and, and we'll, we'll talk a bit about Corman, too, because obviously he's had a huge impact on genre and indie films. Oh, yeah. um, and I guess this was one of the first ones. That they actually had a bit of a budget.
0: Instead of doing two movies, he just did one with the same budget.
1: Yeah, exactly. This was like, at the time, they were doing all these smaller Black and white budget films, and he's like, well instead of doing you know that that was working for them, but he's like, you know let's just yeah, let's do like one big budget film that's in color and see where it goes, and it end up being this huge hit, and so from this point forward you know they they wanted to do I believe eight films I don't know if to, I think there is eight Corman oh. Poe films. I think Vincent Price did all of them but one. I think he didn't do the premature burial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, what well, we'll get into all of that. Um, we're we're both excited to talk about this yeah. to do this episode because again, yeah, we're just such big fans. And and this is a film. Is this the first time you've seen The House of Usher? I think it is actually. It's the first time for me too. Which it's considered a classic. I don't know I'm why surprised. it took me so yeah. long. But again, with his catalog, there's just so much. And you could miss a
0: few films. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. I still need to go through. I mean, he. And did what are those, those Dr. Bikini whatever films um, he's, he's got so many but before we jump into the uh, main course have you watched anything recently or? have you ever seen this movie called Hot Moves oh yeah dude this movie is insane it's pretty much showcasing
0: what goes on in the Venice Beach the plot is about these four kids trying to lose their Virginia it's pretty much American Pie before American Pie was American Pie so, yeah, but these like four kids trying to lose their virginity, like, hey, we can help you out by any means necessary. So it's all the hijinks they're getting into. But that being said, there are these like five minute montages of all the shit that's going down in Venice Beach. Like they have that one guy juggling, they got the one guy doing like a uh, tricks on his bicycle, everyone's roller skating and rollerblading everywhere. It's kind of awesome because you get to be at Venice Beach to put in a movie film.
1: Yeah, I always love that uh these type of films that you know, they have to fill that time mm-hmm. when they're not showing tons of nudity. Lots of brats and but yeah, I always like that because it really puts you in that time of yeah, showing you what was going on yeah. and, and the differences. I'm actually going to talk about uh, a teen romp myself. Oh, shit. um, but I did want to bring up hot moves, I, I haven't seen it in a while. I just picked up the Blu ray actually from Code Red, so I, I was hoping to revisit this summer, but I didn't you get around to next it. Summer. But um, yeah, probably next summer, but uh, yeah, I remember being a big fan, it's got um. Jill Scholen, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but she's like the high girl from uh, The Daughter and Stepfather. She was in The uh, Phantom of the Opera with uh, uh, Robert Englund. Oh, shit, sure. I didn't recognize her. And uh, is she also the one from... Yeah, she, she did a bunch of other things. I think she was in Popcorn as well, but... Um... Yeah, she's definitely she's she's cute, and uh, this is her in her prime, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of
0: cute girls in this movie, man. Yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like when you're, you know, I, I started watching all these in my teens, early twenties. Yeah. Now, like as you get older, you almost feel like a bit of a creep. <laughs> but um, you no, know, yeah, they're fun. It's always like yeah, tons of hijinks and yeah. I love that he goes to, like what, a, what the uh, what they'll do. These kids will do to see some brass. It, in it's insane. <laughs> like there was one kid who. Um, He thinks he's trying to get a
0: prostitute, but he doesn't know how to do it. So he sees this girl waiting for a bus. He's like, Hey, uh, how how much? Like, oh, it's like like a buck ten. He's like a buck ten. That's cheap. He's like, well, it's actually the price goes up. Uh, I guess next month to a buck twenty five. (laughs) oh no, might as well do it now.
1: Nice. Oh, it's awesome. Isn't there? I thought I remember there being like a fun opening or something.
0: They go to a nudie beach and they, I guess, uh, the one guy goes insane and he ends up falling down the cliff because he keeps walking towards the girls. (laughs) But he loses his mind because he gets like, I get like boneritis and he can't like figure it out.
1: Yeah, I need to revisit this. And there's
0: one uh, there's one scene with the uh, this girl who's obsessed with teddy bears. Okay. So she gets him to kinda like dress up like a teddy bear and, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I
1: kinda remember that, yeah. It's it's,
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's zany. Yeah. Absolutely zany. What what are you gonna give hot moves? I gotta give it the plot was terrible but well, it you was know, it, you know, yeah, you're yeah. watching the, the was, plot is usually yeah, kids yeah,
1: trying to get yeah, laid yeah, That's yeah. it was 6.5
0: because I, I, I yeah. had a good time with it
1: okay I watched uh, The Beach Girls from 1982 Beach Girls uh, had a total fucking blast with this movie so it's um, this young innocent girl is going to stay up in her uh, uncle's uh, house he's away apparently or so she thinks um, she brings with her her kind of uh, ditzy um, more
0: promiscuous friends
1: yeah you know she's the virgin they are yeah. definitely not yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh ducky and ginger. <laughs> Which, like, the I think, like, the first scene is them in the car and they're flashing some <laughs> random guy just to get a reaction. But it's great, too. Of course, the movie opens with one of those catchy theme songs, which I love.
0: Something like that. You have, like, you know, women in slow motion playing Frisbee
1: on the beach and, like, a woman riding a horse on the beach. Guys,
0: like, like putting their sunglasses down and they're like, whoa. Yeah.
1: I think there's, like, a dog that the guy trained the dog to go and steal the bikinis off the women as they're sunbathing. So, right. Right way it sets a tone, you know what you're getting into uh they end up uh, picking up a hitchhiker on the way there, and um he kind of falls for the young innocent girl, uh of course he plays a guitar, there's a great scene where he's playing it oh, is
0: he woog with the guitar well
1: no they're they're singing like it's all at the party, and they're all singing, and I forget I don't know how it goes, but it's like they're each like each person like takes over and does a rhyme that you know like ducky's really slutty or something uh, like <laughs> just kind of like making fun of each other yeah but I, I thought that was really fun but anyways they pick up this hitchhiker he falls for the young innocent girl uh they decide you know what let's uh invite a couple people over They're like you got the hitchhiker we need someone so they invite like a pizza boy like um, <laughs> all the tropes a cable guy it is, exactly it is all the tropes and then like one of them though like one of the the cable is actually a girl and she's like this kind of hot older country girl but it ends up becoming this huge ultimate party and it's just like all kind kinds of hijinks that happen of course, oh, what you'd amazing. expect at this party. Um so much fun. You have like the cop comes, the young cop and he's like, Oh, I can't do this and the next thing you know he's helping them roll joints <laughs> and like uh you have the there's a this perverted groundskeeper that's always trying to like get a peek and oh, but every time he does amazing. something happens and he gets you know he whatever gets paint
0: dropped on his exactly, head. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if
1: you've seen one of these films, you've seen them all but it's a lot of fun. There's this really weird like in the middle of a movie there's like the chauffeur, and for some reason he's smoking and he just throws it on the ground. The groundskeeper is like, "What the hell, man!" So he goes over and grabs like an asher and dumps it all out. Just be a dick. So then the groundskeeper gets his garbage can and it throws all the junk in the chauffeur's Memo. car. It's a scene that has nothing to do with it, and it's like this stereotypical Asian guy. He knows karate, <laughs> kung fu, or whatever. And uh but yeah, it ends up just this battle, and then next thing you know, they're battling in mud, and then women end up in the mud. It's like it's the weirdest like five minutes, but it's hilarious how it's, like stupid it is um but yeah it- Pretty much the movie, I'm not going to lie, is just two big parties. You have the big party, everyone goes home, and then you have a big party at the end. That's the plot of the film. It's even less than Hot Moves. Okay, you have the innocent girl that likes this guy, but she thinks like she has to kind of get drunk and be zany to for him to fall for. But he just likes it the way she is, man. Exactly. She doesn't get it, no? <laughs> There's this other side plot that doesn't need to be there. It, it makes no sense. I don't know why it's there. It almost doesn't fit the film. But you have these drug dealers. They're trying to smuggle uh, big bags of weed into the city. Uh, The Coast Guard catches them, or sorry, they see the Coast Guard, so they throw it on the water, and of course, you know where that weed's going to end up. At the party! (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's a big finale at the end where they decide, oh, we got to burn all this weed in the uh, fire, and you can guess what's going to happen there um the other plot of the film i guess is the uncle comes home during the first party and he's like ah oh, like i thought you were better than this you know you you and your friends all gotta go when he gets kicks everyone out but then her friends are like we'll get him to change his mind so oh, it's them man. trying to like flirt and sleep with him, which they do <laughs> and then he's got like his rich wife and she comes home and oh then, it doesn't, doesn't you know, well for him <laughs> or does it you know wow oh, wow oh, 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 oh yeah I don't know I, I just had a total blast of the movie it was so much fun um, I, I'm kind of at the same thing though what do I give it I, I'm between a six and a half yeah. and a seven because it's like there's no really plot to this movie but you had a good time with this you. movie out of been all the teen romps so I think this may be the most titty romp <laughs> oh get out of here <laughs> like there's literally like it's non-stop man they're all in the crazy. pool doing topless volleyball and it's just nonstop I, I can't borrow nonsense. this off you can I <laughs> the, uh, the no, case might actually, be stuck it's, it's uh, for a
0: friend of mine I don't really want to watch it it's just
1: the <laughs> case might be a little uh, stuck together yeah, um, but no yeah I, I had uh, I had fun with this um, of course you
0: did <laughs> this is one of the <laughs> you're, you're fucking, like, smiling all sinisterly right
1: now <laughs> well I remember like back when we lived together we used to like when we would all come home yeah. from the party we'd be drunk get the order of the pizza at 2am and throw on like a teen romp. just because oh, they're, they're, they're fun harmless you don't need to think they're so good. I kind of wish we had this one. Uh, <laughs> be amazing. Back in those days, but um I also watched Indian Summer from 1993. Have you seen this? Ages, ages ago. I, I really enjoy. The only enjoy... thing I remember is like the kid duct
0: tape his boner down. Then he walks past <laughs> a girl in a bikini and it rips up. Yeah, yeah. And it ends with the uh,
1: without. Well, <laughs> well, I think that's Alan is that Sherman? Bill Paxton
0: as a kid. Is it Bill Paxton?
1: I think so. It's supposed to be him as a kid. It's I, I love these movies where it's like I, I guess I can relate to Coming it now. Coming back together. From yeah, like, exactly. High, like, where it's like old old friends, exactly. Friends. Haven't seen each other since they're you know 13, mm-hmm. 14 and they, they're they're going to come back. They're all adults now, and you know they've changed, but it's them having fun and just being kind of. They get back to kids. like. And uh, nostalgia again. I don't know. I guess I just watch this and it's like I want to go fucking yeah, camping yeah. with all my high school <laughs> hang out again. <laughs> but um, this was actually filmed in Algonquin Park I'll get in out Canada. Of here. Uh, but yeah, it's totally a huge ensemble cast in there. Like, um, Alan Arkin's in there, oh, um, Diane Lane, Bill Paxton, Elizabeth Perkins, oh, wow. uh, Kevin Polak, Sam Raimi's in there. Get out of here. Um, I can't remember the name, but she was the hot girl and Father of the Bride and Three oh, Musketeers. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally yeah, had a yeah, thing yeah, yeah. for uh, back in the day. Oh, yeah, she was cute. And then she plays like the young, because she's like the young um, girlfriend, whereas the guy's much, much older. Oh, yeah. okay. But uh, yeah. Alan Arkin's like his, like. No, Alan Arkin is Uncle Lou. They call him. He was the Uncle Marty. Um, he was the director of the camp, okay. and uh, he's the one that invites him back because he's going to announce that he's going to retire and, and sell off the camp. But yeah, th- there's not really much to it. Like you said, there's the you know there's a scene where they all get stoned and they're in the kitchen eating food and telling stories. It's just like kind of like the big chill. It's
0: wholesome. It's if you a nice enjoyed, little... yeah.
1: I don't know; these films just work for me, mm. and I'm a big Bill Paxton fan. Yeah, he's me always too. good, and he's like kind of the cool badass in this.
0: He's always a cool uh, badass, yeah. isn't he?
1: <laughs> he's always the most memorable character yeah. in the movie. But uh, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, th- there's not much to it, but it- it's fun. The one guy too is like an artist, and he's always drawing like Spider-Man and shit. Oh, and that's kind of dope. You have, I guess,
0: that was even before like comics yeah. were.
1: Everywhere. You also have the the one couple they've come back, but they're kind of on the outs. And he used to date one of the other girls oh, there. So they're to, but they're okay. good. The girls are good friends. So there's kind of like you know.
0: I like that. Like there's been a bit of baggage between all. It's the, like will they or won't yeah. they?
1: Is, is he going to ruin his marriage or is he going to you know stop himself at the last mm-hmm. second? I don't know. There's just a lot of that. Um, it's it's fun. I don't um. know how much. So and Sam Raimi is just he's the guy. Um, is he the I, comic relief? He's, yeah, he's kind of like the groundskeeper of the camp. Yeah. He works for Alan Arkin. I think he's supposed to be somewhat mentally challenged or have something wrong with him be touched. he's a little bit weird and off in this film but um, it's just kind of cool seeing him and you know lots of Spider-Man drawings knowing that he yeah it's pretty dope go on to direct Spider-Man but yeah I had fun with it um, anything else you watched
0: have you heard about this movie I guess it was made for TV I guess it would have been 92 94 called Camp Kukabunga. It has every character from the 90s TV that you would ever recognize. Like Sherman Hemley's in it, Candace Cameron, Urkel's in it, like uh, oh, who wow. else? Uh, who's that? John Rassenberg from Cheers?
1: Is, it, is this, sorry, you said it's a TV film? Yeah, it was oh, made nice. for TV.
0: I guess, I don't even know if it was ABC. Where or do you NBC. find this? Like, is
1: this on DVD? I was uh,
0: having a party at my house, and one of my neighbors came, like, oh, you like movies? Well, have you heard about this movie? Like, no, how come I haven't heard about this movie? It has everybody in this. It's insane. Like, all these characters you forgot about. Or in this movie. It had
1: like a sorry, wing. how did you watch it so on it
0: was on D V D. Okay, nice. I guess it was a press D V D he found. Oh nice. So he sent it out to me. So and it had a Winnie and the nerd from Wonder Years. I forget the guy's name, but you know the nerdlinger in Wonder oh, yeah, Years. Yeah, yeah. And you know Winnie, I think her name's Danica, something or other. So anyways, it's pretty much about these kids um uh, going to camp for the summer and John Rassenberg is trying to get accreditation. So Sherman Hemsley is a new groundskeeper, but he, he thinks he's a new guy trying to accredit his camp. Okay. So he takes Sherman Hemsley and, like, takes, shows him a really good time. Like, oh, he wants steaks. That's fine. But the actual camp um, certifier, he thinks he's a new handyman. He's like, hey, get to work. Get out of here. This is what needs to be done. This is what's wrong with the camp. You go, oh, Sherman Hemsley, come here. Let me show you. It's just him getting into all sorts of mischief. And to save the camp after this kerfuffle, Urkel makes a rat video. Oh nice! You know, which is a—it's uh, definitely nineties tastic, man. So is
1: this something you watch kind of on nostalgia level, or is it actually like a good movie, or is it more like it's fun hey, seeing all it's these? kids? More of a fun seeing yeah. all these kids. Like
0: it was an okay movie, but we were both like pretty hungover, so it was like ah, oh, this is kind of a nice little turn your brain off and uh, yeah. see
1: a bunch of people you forgot about. So what are you going to give? I got to give a five point five. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we've been watching a lot of um, summer films uh, as you know summer comes to them. We're been both trying to get through all these hmm. um, I watched uh, two I'll quickly talk about uh, Ace Ventura When Nature Calls from 1995 oh, holy moly I haven't seen Were this you in high? a long long time no I, mm-hmm. I, I actually watched Ace Ventura uh, not that long ago and really really enjoyed oh, yeah? it I was surprised how well that hold up like I was laughing my head off every second in that film in my opinion that like after watching it it's one of the best comics of all time oh yeah but um, this film unfortunately uh, I, I was disappointed to see it doesn't um, called up it, it it's definitely not as good as that film. It's it's like it has funny moments, but a lot of it, it reuses like it, it 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 falls into that comedy sequel issue where it reuses a lot of the same jokes. You know what I mean? Like Wayne's Road two and Austin Powers and yeah. all those. Like it, it's hard to do a comedy sequel without doing the same thing yeah, over you fall again. back on what worked in the first one um, too right but yeah it opens up he, especially uh, this
0: one like the first one made tons of money right yeah, like yeah. Ton. so this one they had to
1: they had to do a sequel but again. I think exactly I don't know if he necessarily had mm. a good script I think this would turn Jim Carrey off from doing sequels yeah. I don't think he did any until uh, Dumb and Dumber like year and even that took like 10-15 mm. years to convince him right um, but yeah it opens up uh, he's rescuing an animal and it's like a, a parody of Cliffhanger and he's hanging yeah. and the raccoon falls to its death or whatever uh, he has a breakdown, joins a monastery, but um, he's hired to find uh, the a great white bat, the Shikaka they call it. <laughs> um, he has to find this bat and by a certain time, or else these two tribes will go to war. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just didn't. A lot of it didn't work for me. There's some funny moments. The scene with the monopoly guy was good. The scene where he's in the mechanical rhino and he gets oh, stuck in there and it's actually. all hot and he has to climb it's out of its burst. ass and there there's definitely some some stuff in there but um i i really don't have much to say i, I think this f- film not only did it's biggest issue that it reads a lot of jokes but it falls into that thing where like Ace Ventura when that came out no one knew what it was so and he yeah. he was actually a, a real like he was a character a person yeah. character that happened to be a little bit silly but he was also you've seen, seen that he acted this way he was immature and stuff but he was actually really smart when it came to he, solving the mystery Columbo kind of deal exactly playing up a bit whereas this film I feel like it's kind of like a parody of that character like yeah. he's very kind of overly silly and almost dumb in this, this film at mm-hmm. times like I, I don't know it just felt like it was a, a parody of that character so yeah, yeah I, I don't know I'm going to give yeah. it five and a half out of ten I don't think it's a complete waste but It didn't hold up for me. Um, One other film I want to talk about that also um, I didn't love, Lake Placid from 1999. Have you seen that? Oliver
0: Platt, yeah.
1: This seems to have a bit of a fan base. Mm -hmm. I Um, remember
0: it being a pretty... I would say boring, almost like a watered-down horror movie.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's written by <laughs> David E. Kelly. in so the pun. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's written by David E. Kelly, so it's got mm. that punchy dialogue um, and directed by Steve Miner of mm. Friday the 13th 2, 3 fame, yeah. House. So like You kind of expect a lot. I mean, I think the dialogue is decent, but yeah, I agree. I think it, it, it just feels like one of those mainstream 90s horror films yeah. where, you know, they... They were afraid to go too gory to offend anyone. And it it almost feels more like a comedy than a horror yeah. film. There's some stuff with a croc, but there's nothing really too memorable. Yeah. I think the most memorable thing, like Oliver Platt was kind of funny. Yeah. He's like the big um, hotshot hunter that's a huge prick and constantly insulting everyone, but he's also got that sensitive side to him. There's the one cop that's a... Uh, I wouldn't even say he's fat. He's a little bit pudgy, but he's constantly like making fun of his weight, which makes no sense because Oliver Platt is like twice the size yeah. of him in the movie. But whatever. Is there any, Who's the other stars in that? Show? Uh, Bridge but, of Fonda is in okay. there. This is one of... F- this is when she just, right before I guess she disappeared, right? Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I always thought she was, she, yeah. she was held her own in all the films I remember her in, but she's kind of the annoying bratty at attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she's a curator at, um, a museum, museum and she finds she's dating her boss, but she finds out he's sleeping with her other coworker. Oh, so snap. to get away, she takes this job. Um, and then Bill Pullman is the sheriff with a heart of gold yeah. who of course they're going to fall for each other. You can kind of predict that. Um, Sorry, Brendan Gleeson was the guy I'm talking He's about. He's not this a so bit uh, placid, if you will. <laughs> Oh, and, and Betty, Betty White's in there. This is before Betty White was like a thing. Oh, crazy! She did. She did this and she did um, Dark Water, which I talked about a, a couple yeah. of months ago. So she and she was kind of playing the kooky character there. So it's weird. Like before, I always thought it wasn't until like the what was it five years ago where it became cool. Yeah. Betty White became a thing, but she was kind of already a thing. It seems like around this time, mm-hmm. as the kooky. And this one, she's the one that's like feeding the croc and you know bringing the cows and she's like crazy and she's like I don't care if the croc eats them all. I hope they die or something like she's <laughs> that's amazing. She's Amazing. really like you know. I don't remember any of this in that movie. Yeah, she was good, in it, but yeah, like I said, there's not really wasn't any redeemed. memorable set pieces. Like, there's nothing that really stood out to me where I'm like, ah, you yeah, got to see this. scene. I don't remember the alligator at all in this. Yeah, and it? the it's alligator is
0: CGI, isn't
1: it? Well, it, it, it's a mix of both, yeah. but yeah, the CGI doesn't really hold up that well. Um, I don't know. I'm going to give this one as well five and a half. Yeah. I don't think it's terrible. I just um, I was kind of excited to watch it, looking it, at all the people have behind like it. A, yeah. Uh, it has a fan base Colin. and it's got, you know, a, good, a decent little caster, good mm-hmm. writer, good director. So I kind of thought, I love nature, got a muck. And uh, it's mm-hmm. no alligator, that's uh, yeah. for sure. It's no rogue. <laughs> no rogue. Uh, did you watch anything else, Money? I think that's it. Okay, I, mean, I got two more. One I'm going to really quickly talk about because it's not uh, genre related. Mm-hmm. I watched Crocodile Dundee from 1986. Crocodile Dundee. We kind of got a theme yeah. going here. We got yeah. Teen romps, <laughs> Alligators. <and summer. laughs> then we both did a summer movie. Now we got some alligators. Um. Yeah, I forgot how much fun this. Yeah, movie I really is. enjoyed this movie. Paul Hogan is great. I I also forgot how like I always thought he was as bad as I was showing him. I forgot how comedic he is in this. Like, mm-hmm. there's great stuff where he's trying to like impress the uh, the hot journalist. Flirt with her, and he's like pretending he, he comes off the boat. He checks out his friend's watch to see the time, but then and, and when she has no mm. and he looks up the sun, he's like, yeah, it's about this time. He's trying, to... and then too when she's she... shaving, yeah, with the yeah knife? he's shaving out of the he's shaving with the uh, shaver safety um, razor, safety razor, and then she comes at the tent. He puts it away and grabs his knife, makes it look like he just shaved with his knife. But yeah, he he was um, very good at uh, hitting yeah. those uh, those comedic moments. He's also he punches a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. I noticed, but uh, it's a lot of fun. So the first half of the movie is like. She's the fish out of the water. She's a journalist. She hears that uh, a guy fought a crocodile and lost his leg and she goes there and it's kind of disappointed that he isn't this, doesn't live up to the legend. But as you know, he takes her through the, uh, the outback outback and sees how he like puts the animal to sleep, 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 (laughs) fights off like the snake and the saves her from a crocodile and stuff. And she kind of realizes he's the real deal. So yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff. Like yeah, I, he goes I like back all that. to
0: uh, New York, doesn't he? Well, yeah. Or, so like that's the Austri- first.
1: That's why this one's kind of cool. So you get that in the first half, which is all a lot of fun, as her being the fish out of water. There's a really cool scene too with poachers. and um, they're shooting these kangaroos and. Uh, He he gets a gun and puts it in like a kangaroo, and then has it so they think it looks like the kangaroo has got a gun and is shooting at them. Um, I thought that was kind of fun, but yeah. So the second half, she invites him back uh, to expand on the story, and now he's the fish out of water, and of course, you know, he's dealing with the craziness of New York, the busy streets, the cars, you got gangs, pimps. Uh, hookers, it's it's all a lot of fun. Of course, the famous Leroy
0: Brown was there. A guy named Leroy Brown in that movie, like Leroy Brown, the baddest man in the whole. I damn think so. Town. There was a, there
1: was. It sounds like the guy at the bar. I think mm-hmm. he's a um, limo driver. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. guy from Dry Hard, wasn't he? Like, yeah, that's uh, Winslow. Yeah, um, from uh, Family Matters mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that is. Yeah, he is a uh, his driver. I Forgot about him in this, but yeah, he's fun. But there's a lot of fun stuff where he's just in a bar and he's talking the gang guys, learning like the the handshakes. You know, he's. Uh, flirting with the hookers not realizing they're hookers and then getting a fight with their pimp um it's just a lot of fun of course the famous that's not a knife this is a knife uh scene um yeah i don't know he was just very charming and a lot of fun and and even like how he's in like this upstate hotel and like how he's like trying to figure, figure out a out. Like, day and shit yeah like that. exactly it's, it's all uh all fun but um yeah, I don't know. I really and really enjoyed it. There's You got a bit of romance in there for, you know, yeah. if you're into that. And the score is fantastic. I forgot how good the score is, man. Is it all did redo? No, it's like that. Yeah, I think
0: I remember that. I get it.
1: has been ages. It's awesome. No, yeah, so I, I got the double feature. I was hoping to get through part two, but it didn't happen. Um, how many, they made three, right? Yeah, there's three of them. I think the third one is... I forget. Is the third one in L.A. or something like that? I I don't know. I've never seen the third one. Hmm. That was one of those things where it came too late. Kind of like Vegas Vacation. It felt like it was like 10 years too late or something. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give Crocodile Dundee a a 7.5 out of 10. I had a blast with it. So it's worth checking Um, out. eh? Yeah, it still definitely holds up. Because some of these films, you know, don't don't eh? always end up holding up. But this one did. Uh, Okay, before we get into it, though, I do got one more horror film I want to talk about. Um, This is probably the highlight of my viewing, but I won't spoil too much because I think this a film go in without knowing too much. Um, Mondo Macabre just released it on Blu-ray. Fantastic release. Who Can Kill a Child from 1976? Oh. Now, there's two cuts of film. I, of course, always watched the full cut the first time, but I think from this point on, I'll never watch that cut.
0: It wasn't long well, no, out?
1: They, what it is, the only difference is it opens up with a 10, ten minutes of graphic Mondo footage, but it's all real footage of various like atrocities and violence to, oh, to children. Oh, yeah. So it's showing like stuff from the kids from the Holocaust, yeah. um, from like the African, some disease war thing, some in Indian thing. It is the fucking t- like I, it got to a point where I was feeling stuck to my stomach. So I just like I want I listened to the narration because they have a narration while it's going, and I just kind of like looked on my phone while I listened to narration. Yeah, like, it was like the this worst show it, of eh? all time. And it, it just feels very exploitive like I don't yeah. think you need to do that to get your point to show that like shit has happened to kids this is why they're gonna seeking their revenge or whatever you could have done that but like actually yeah. filmed it like but, uh, it's yeah know. it's just t- it's showing like kids that, that they've had their shit head shaved and they're they're already formed and like there's like just piles of dead Children's Ooh. bodies in a potty. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I don't even want to talk about it. it. was the worst 10 minutes. You're really ruining my cookie here. Sorry. <laughs> you're
0: Eating a cookie, drinking a beer, like, yeah, Crocodile, he's fucking awesome, yeah. right? And they're like, well, you know, okay. the, the Holocaust was terrible, so, wasn't it, the
1: way, Well, I'm just saying that because if you do watch yeah. it, you know, and maybe, maybe uh, just watch yeah. the other cut. Don't, don't worry about that. It's not guy. even like, you know, even Cannibal Holocaust, that was tough. This was much tougher than that. The, the, that 10 minutes was the worst yeah. shit I've ever seen. I don't want to see kids have been experimented on and, and it's all real. And, anyways, It's fucked up, but... There's no reason to have that even on the films. Cause, so we open up. We have this young couple. They're off on vacation. Uh, I believe he's going to where... I, I forget where they are. but Probably it's, the Amazon rainforest. It's always the Amazon rainforest. No, because it's, it's, it's not a rainforest. It's more of like, um, like a tropical kind of place. But anyways, he's there. Um, you know they have, They're in some towns very busy. There's firecrackers going off all this stuff. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll take you to the island where I came from, where I was born. It's a little bit more quieter, and she's pregnant as well. And uh, so when they get there, there's some kids that are kind of weirdly watching them as they come in, and a little bit strange. Something's off. Um, they notice that when they get to town, all the streets are kind of empty. They go to the store, the stores are all empty. There's like food that is like kind of been burnt. It's been sitting there for a couple of days. And he says, "Well, sometimes when they do big events like celebrations, they all go off, and maybe they've just left and they'll be back to soon town for a bit. So they're gonna wait." But they do not come back because the kids have taken over the town. Oh, snap. Um, it's actually very, very similar. I just recently read the short story that uh, Stephen King wrote of Children of the Corn. And that movie is nothing like the short story. Mm-hmm. I'd say this movie has more in common with that short story because that short story is pretty much... You have a couple that... Driving drive much, to a town. You, driving to a town and they, yeah, get attacked by these kids. Mm-hmm. And th- This film, I think this is from 1976. I'm not sure what was, early, what was first. Oh, I think... Uh it came out in 77, the short story, or 78? Okay. So this might have been first. Yeah. Um, it feels very similar. I don't know if you saw it or what, but um, yeah, it's very, very cool. It's very well done. It, it's done in a serious manner. This isn't played for laughs. It, it's fantastic. There's a Is scene it? where like a kid, you see an old man, he's walking the street, and they're like, oh, finally there's an adult. And you see a kid like um, grab his cane, Dang. just beat him to death. Oh, that's crazy. Then you see that there's another scene where they're all um, hitting a pinata, and the camera pulls up, and it's a dead man oh, hanging out that they're, insane. they're hitting it's fucked up it's disturbing it's it's terrifying it's very tense at moments this is what i wanted children of the corn yeah. film to be so now it's like now that i know this film exists this is the one if you want to watch killer this Kill is the children movie, of the corn yeah I, I don't want to say too much i don't want to spoil too much but um yeah and the the ending is very shocking um uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to Better or worse
0: than The Children? Did you ever see
1: The Children? Oh, it's, it's way better. Again, this is probably the best Yeah, children, children film I've seen. I thought it was fantastic. I, I'm thinking 8 or even 8.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. It's uh, one of the best movies, actually, I've seen this year. That's insane. Um, I, I totally recommend everyone watch it. it it's, just, it's great because it's just them in town. you got a lot of those quiet moments as they just investigate. And, uh, yeah, they just do a good job. Like, when you see... You know, they're trying to drive out and you see in the whole street it's just like forty, fifty oh, kids crowd there. And and the the title of the movie is um, you know, they they find yeah. someone and he says, Well you know when they because you wonder like how could this happen? How could these kids kill all the adults? Yeah. They would easily get beaten. But the the man says like who can kill a child? You know like we wanted to stop them, but when it came down to actually stop them, I, I can't can kill like that kid. Yeah, exactly. And you know they they touch upon that and there's some cool stuff. They definitely touch upon a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, totally fantastic film. I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, everyone should watch it. I highly recommend uh, grabbing on Blu-ray. It just came out, or um, you should definitely borrow mine for uh, Shocktober. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was totally fantastic. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, fuck, we've talked a lot. We had a bunch of summer movies yeah. we wanted to chat about, but let's get on to uh, the reason why we're here. P-P-C! <laughs> um, here is the trailer for House of Usher from 1960. <laughs> Let me go! Only the incomparable genius of Edgar
0: Allan Poe could knit them so closely together. The burning passions of the purest of loves.
1: The deadly passions of the madly prurient. Madeline, you're leaving this house with me tomorrow. Only I could. For hundreds of years, evil thoughts and evil deeds have been committed within these walls. The house itself is evil now.
0: Here they all
1: are. Ushers. This is monstrous.
0: It waits for me.
1: Because very soon I shall be dead. Oh, Madeline, come away with me now. Where is she? You buried your own sister alive. I did. But she's dead now. The master hand of the macabre creates its masterpiece. Upon entering his fiancé's family mansion, a man discovers a savage family curse and fears that his future brother-in-law has entombed his bride-to-be prematurely
0: so what I found really interesting about this movie like, don't get me like the, the paintings were cool the actual castle was cool like the, oh, the uh, set
1: design, acting, design and everything, everything fantastic
0: but yeah. Vincent Price's hair was like dyed like, <laughs> jet blonde like Billy
1: Idol blonde and yeah. I guess that
0: was because he's never been out in the sunlight yeah I never goes, I
1: never put that together I was hmm. wondering like did they dye that it was kind of weird right like oh. it was definitely shocking yeah to mm-hmm. see Vincent Price because he usually mm-hmm. kind of always has the same kind of hairstyle yeah. it's like sometimes he has a mustache sometimes he doesn't I guess but uh, <laughs>
0: now he yeah, has and like the DVD he, uh, that I have was the um, uh, the Vincent Price collection. Yeah,
1: the screen. So Price it movie. starts off with like him, almost like a dream sequence, like doing his hand gesturing, like
0: "Hey, I'm Vincent Price."
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The the Blu-rays mm-hmm. do include the the cool intros. I guess when they aired these on TV in the '80s. No, or- I was talking about the 80s? actual menu screen.
0: Like the menu screen, as like, oh, it's okay. going through,
1: it's like cycling through like
0: the uh, things like the House of Usher's kind of brush, yeah. like that. That's him like, almost like in the dream sequence, like blonde hair, like doing that. <laughs> hey, it looks like something out of a music video from okay, the 80s. Okay, so I don't like, remember that. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what am I about to start watching right yeah, now? Yeah, I didn't know he had like the blonde hair in this yeah. movie either.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, before yeah. we uh, jump into yeah. our, our thoughts on the film, let's just uh, run down. Um, as we mentioned, this is, of course, our uh, Corman Pooh. B-C-P <laughs> episode um, so Corman directed this that guy man he has like 415 credits to his name which is insane he was I think, doing film in like 15 days right 10-15 days yeah I think there's several documentaries on him uh, Corman's World Exploits of a Hollywood Rebel is a mm-hmm. good one uh, everyone should watch and, and learn like w- mm. what the impact Corman had on yeah. the whole industry, the indie industry genre films. Uh, like You look at it's kind of like Machine Gun Kelly, A Bucket of Blood, Little Shop of Horrors with an early Jack Nicholson appearance in there, mm-hmm. uh, The Intruder with um, William Shatner.
0: I guess everybody who's anybody worked with oh, a, yeah, yeah. A Corman at one point,
1: right? He started, like, he started the Wild Angels. He started yeah. all those biker films. Uh, which that was three years before Easy Rider. Mm -hmm. So if everyone's thinking Easy Rider started it, Uh, he did a lot, just a lot of cool stuff. X the man with x-ray eyes. Mm -hmm. He did like gangster flicks, St. Valentine's massacre, um, exploitive flicks like bloody mama. Um, We even did war flicks, secret invasion. But yeah, he's considered the Pope of pop cinema trailblazer in the world of independent cinema. Um, yeah, we, we could almost do a, an episode on, yeah. on Corman Alone. We could
0: do an entire month on oh, yeah, yeah. Corman Alone, I think. He,
1: uh, he was the main contributor for AIP Pictures, who yeah. put out all these um, uh, Poe films. Uh, he eventually co-founded uh, New World Pictures. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, he like just some of the names of uh, directors or actors that started in his films. Francis Ford Coppola, Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, Jonathan Demme uh, John sales, James Cameron, or just some of the big directors that started like out. <laughs> then you go into like, yeah, Joe Dante. Then you go into like, um, Peter Fonda, Jack Nicholson, yeah. Dennis Hopper, Bruce Stern, Sylvester Stallone, Diane Ladd, William Chenner, all these people like he had his finger in a lot of people's careers. Um, he, he unfortunately he never he did get an honorary Oscar Academy Award but never actually won one but I, I guess mind you th- these type of films yeah make- exactly he was more about like he he was the big producer he was yeah. about like let's figure out a way they're doing these big Hollywood movies and they're yeah. only they're spending 100 million and making 115 I'm going to spend 10 million and make you know 50 million yeah so they're and only making did. 10 million profit he, well, I'll make five he times he might have made more money than most people like most oh yeah yeah I'm sure I'm sure he did mm-hmm. huge um yeah, he also started um film group with his uh, brother. They were um, a company. They would produce like a lot of low-budget black-and-white films. What they would do is they would film like two films that could play as a double feature for drive-ins, mm-hmm. and they were going after that crowd. Teenagers. Grindhouse theaters, yes. the drive-ins, that kind of stuff. Um, but the whole reason these started is they would do a lot of like $100,000 pictures, and you'd have 10 days to film it, mm-hmm. which is just fucking insane. It's insane, right? Black-and-white movies. Corman came up with the idea, well... How about instead of doing 200,000 dollar black and white films I do one 200,000 color film big extravagant and instead of 10 days I'll do it in 15 days and we'll just just this test and see and so this well, is what the market's the, like and that was this was the first film in that test House of Usher of course based on the Edgar Allan Poe story and of course, it ended up being a huge huge so it success. Was like heralded its day, right? Like oh, yeah. people enjoyed well, it. Well, uh, reviews were kind of mixed. I mean, I imagine critics hated it. Like, it was still, uh, yeah, it's still low budget don't horror. Mean, like you know, they're taking a mm-hmm. Poe classic, classic I guess. and, and kind of turning it into a horror film, exploitation film. But it, yeah, they were mixed. There were a lot of people mm-hmm. that appreciated, like Vincent Price. Uh, his role got a lot of praise, I believe, at yeah. least. You know, for certain, from certain reviewers, some people, of course, thought he was over a top. But I mean, you're always going to get that with that, him. That's, I
0: imagine the critics probably loved him because they enjoyed that, like old timey, over the top yeah. stage acting.
1: And we didn't even mention we've been calling this the the, the Corman Poe price, but uh, Richard Matheson actually wrote most of these yeah. as well. Um, Richard Matheson, of course. He did uh, Hell House, the um the famous the Legend of Hell House the, the movie was based off of. Uh Shrinking Man, Dual Hero, uh What Dreams May Come is one of his oh, famous awesome. stories. Um a lot of these were adapted in movies. Mm. Um Big Time Return, which became the movie with Christopher Reeve, Somewhere in Time, the classic romance through time. of uh, when one he wrote. Uh, wow. Steel, which of course was, became Real Shaq? Steel with, uh, no, Real Steel <laughs> with uh, Hugh Jackman. Imagine that, he had all these like classic stories and then Steel. <laughs> he wrote Steel, like, was Steel with Jack? Uh, Button Button is his, the famous Twilight Zone um, story. Oh, okay. Uh, he also did a lot of the other famous, um, yeah, T- Steel was a Twilight Zone story as well, but he also did uh, Nightmare on 20,000 Feet. Oh, awesome. The one with the grandma on the plane, that's uh, him. He uh, he wrote all the uh, the Kochak, the Night Stalker films, oh, Night sweet. Stalker, Night Strangler. He wrote trilogy of terror and Dead of so Night. So
0: he has pretty much done everything.
1: Yeah, like a lot of classic tea. He wrote a lot of like the episodes for like Hitchcock, um, hmm. Thriller, Outer Limits, Night Gallery. You name it. He amazing stories. He did probably he, wrote a story in it.
0: Did he not write I Am Legend? Was that him or was
1: that somebody else? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. He actually did. I uh, write. Um yeah, I am Legend as well. There you go. For some reason that I always get, there's, I get him mixed up with. Is it Ray Bradbury? They both like, yeah. did a lot of classic stories. I guess
0: Ray Bradbury did a lot of like the uh, Tales from the Crypt and like uh, the Vault of Horse
1: shits too, right? Did uh, he? I thought he's Ray more. Bradbury. I thought he did more of a lot of like the sci-fi yeah. stuff. But I, I don't know. Either way, I'm reading the EC comic uh, oh, okay. history of it. So <laughs> um, he also. Oh, and, and then he did uh, Burn, Witch Burn, which is a really cool movie. He wrote Devil Rides Out. So mm. yeah, his um, writing filmography is pretty insane. Matheson's. Um and then of course it's based on the Poe story I yeah. think everyone knows who Edgar Allan Poe is um, if you're wondering how close it is to the original novel it's actually story it, it's actually surprisingly close yeah. I, I think most of these other than I think Pitt and the Pendulum kind of did their own thing mm-hmm. most of these are fairly close I think the biggest difference between this and the original story is in the original story Price actually he's he calls um, the the man to come and
0: oh, it's it's not
1: his like uh, he's not a fiance. yeah he's not he's, an, just he's a not a lover he's just a friend. The only uh, comes down to I guess that the butler's not in this. Yeah, I don't Butler know what the butlers story? in the story either. I, again, I didn't read it. I was just reading up on yeah. the differences. I, I really should go through all the poetry.
0: It's more of know. like, if you are if you read it in like an English class, you can probably like decipher it, but it's uh, kind of a hard... Yeah, I'd, I'm curious. Read, I'm man.
1: curious. That now that I'm kind of getting into mm-hmm. going crazy reading, I'm actually... I'll talk about one. another you Oh, yeah, I'm becoming a big... Is uh, your favorite uh, book reader. magazines? <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to be graphic novels only, mm-hmm. but now I'm getting into the big adult books. Oh, with shit. The, uh, you know, no pictures and the small... What are you reading? I'm reading... Right now, the Amityville Horror, the uh, original novel.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: but anyways, cool. we'll talk about it, maybe in October. Yeah. I'll, I'll save that one for you.
0: I'm but, going to the Gunslinger books right now, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's fucking awesome.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, this was the first of the, uh, like we said, I think there's eight films. Uh, Price started in all of them, I believe, except for Premature Burial, which is... Cushing? Um, the Premature Burial is something where I guess like, I don't know, something happened, I don't know if they weren't going to pay him enough, or he just had another role, but he did a bunch of them. Uh, Tales of Terror, The Raven, The Haunted Palace, Mask of Red Death, mm. Tomb of uh, Ligeria. Um, and yeah, We're again, this is the first of four. We're going to mm. also cover later on The Haunted Palace, The Mask of Red Death, and Pit in the Pendulum. Uh, anyways... Let's, uh, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts, overall thoughts on this film? I enjoy, uh, what's the guy's name, Philippe, Philippe,
0: Philippe, the fiancé, the girl's fiancé. I thought he actually did a good job in this, too. Yeah, Mark He's Damon kind of, plays Philippe. He Philip took uh, control Robert. of the situation. He was on screen. He commanded the screen as well as Vincent Price, I thought. it.
1: Yeah, I find, like, um, I, I know from memory that uh, Pit in the Pendulum, I remember having a problem with um, that actor being a little He's bit so stiff, over the right? top. And, I think this 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 actor is a bit theatrical at times, but I think overall he sells it. You believe his emotion. I think he does this, a better job. He's a more interesting character. And this movie needed it because there
0: is a lot of dialogue in this movie. Not a whole lot of stuff happens,
1: but there's yeah. a lot of just chatting between is, the two of very, them. It is. It's weird because it's a very dialogue-driven mm-hmm. film, but I, I. it's never really boring, which it should be. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not a film you probably want to put on too late at night yeah. either. Yeah.
0: It's only like a, I think like an hour and twenty, if that, like a buck twenty. Yeah. And like the first five minutes are the interlude, So it, yeah. it's, it was kind of sh- shorter. Yeah. But, but yeah, not... not uh, that being it, said, like it moved along at like a... It was kind of boring, but I was never actually bored. Okay. I thought it was kind of cool.
1: See, I didn't find it boring just because I think they do a good job of keeping you interested in the mystery and There's always
0: something happening too. Like there's yeah. like yeah, the pot goes closer. You know when the pot's boiling, like the uh, the gruel yeah. the tasteless paste that the guy eats it's <laughs> sitting there boiling and slowly moving towards towards uh, yeah. Philip I think Yeah, yeah. and like he's like hey watch yourself you're gonna burn yourself but even when he notices it it still kind of has a tendency to gravitate towards him yeah. or when like uh, the uh, railing falls out from underneath him yeah. or even like he takes him to this huge pit he's like yeah this is a uh, uh, an abandoned uh, pit yeah, check check it out. Like, and it just looks
1: cool. Like, yeah, he something like, "My aunt fell down there." Well, Price. Uh, so the, the part of the film is yeah, the fiance comes to this the house to uh, his fiance has been uh, hasn't returned in a week or so. She's staying at home, and he finds that the brother is very like possessive, very paranoid, very he thinks everyone's going to die in this yeah. house. The ushers are cursed. Well, yeah, he he believes exactly that their family's cursed, and he goes through. It's kind of a cool moment where um he goes through like all the portraits on the wall and says, you know, like. This is our uncle. He was a swindler and a forger and a yeah. drug addict, and you know, died horrible. This this person was a professional assassin. This person was a blackmailer, okay, the, a harlot, a murderer. The guy
0: says, uh, "What was it
1: called?" Slave the, trader. Yeah, of the flesh trade. He says something like, a, something like a purveyor of the flesh trade." Do you think that's like like a, uh, a pimp? Yeah, pimp? yeah, that's what I would assume. So, mm-hmm. Well, because then the other the other woman was. Um, Flesh traitor? <laughs> I think she was a harlot, yeah, yeah. And, and whatnot. And then, you know, smuggler, mass murder. Mm-hmm. So he goes through all, and you find out how these people are all terrible, and they all mm-hmm. died of terrible ways. So he believes their curse. And he's a weird character. Like, you don't know, is he's kind of the villain of the film, but he's also kind of not, like he's definitely he definitely does villainous he, he things he
0: totally is a villain of this but film but
1: he's, he's doing it because he thinks that they're cursing. and he doesn't want them to go off and have children and then those children have to go through this Another, and then be cursed and grow up well, dealing well, the with guy all this never well. leaves
0: this castle therefore he's gotta be fucking paranoid right his uh, yeah. infliction makes him like kind of he's insane he's been living in this house for his entire life with his buddy but at Bol- the
1: same time all these people have yeah it, it kind of leaves it mm-hmm. open-ended like where they cursed her is on his head mm-hmm. but I mean either way they both have various sicknesses which yeah. you're right his could be, but she has all these issues as well. And she left because she met, uh, yeah, well, she,
0: well, she's, not a, she's not a crazy person. She wants to go at, out and have, and uh, at the same time, time, the
1: house is kind of slowly falling apart. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a character in I its own love self, how it's the kind house of got is, life like, of its own. Apart. It's constantly like shifting. It kind of reminded mm-hmm. me, I got, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of Burnt Offering. I was moments. thinking The Devil's Backbone. You okay, yeah, the devil's yeah, backbone? Yeah, he has like, yeah, a bomb yeah. there, it's, like at any second, it could just all go up, yeah, but, um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think for a film that's very dialogue driven I think they do a good job of keeping you wanting to find Mm -hmm. out what's going to happen next. Of course, I think as good as Philip is in this and... um Mirafah, he's is fine as uh, Madeline Usher the, the mm. sister I think this is really priced oh, as a show course. he's still getting this sure. and this is like probably the least over the top he is at least mm-hmm. from a lot of these other films and he still is kind of over the oh, top he's, but he's, there's a, a bit of campiness he's, to he's him like for a sure he's subdued over the top yeah. like, I think it's more of what he says is a little mm, bit kind of silly yeah. not necessarily his performance he Like he plays it. a very subdued it's mm. a very quiet performance from Price which mm-hmm. is not the norm and he um, is snivelly too yeah. a little bit but yeah I just like right when he comes on screen he's just got a great look and just a great character to him I guess now is a chance to briefly talk about Price I mean we've already done so much yeah He's the guy's done everything from, you know, Noah, as we mentioned, or <laughs> he even did the voice of the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. But <laughs> I did want to mention, uh, I was kind of reading up on him and his history. Like, his grandfather invented the Dr. Price's baking powder, which was the first cream of tartar oh, baking powder. Uh, and he was a descendant of Peregrine White, who was the first white child in Colonial Massachusetts. She was born on the Mayflower. Oh, that's insane. That, you know, all the um, the pilgrims coming mm-hmm. over. Uh, he was a lifelong roller coaster fan. He did a bunch of documentaries on roller coasters. <laughs> well, I awful. think even like in the 80s, so he would have already been quite old. He would have probably been what? In his fifties, sixties, oh, yeah, I guess so. Him and his wife did like documentaries riding like all oh, the roller coasters cool. around the, the States. And this is the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a noted art lover and collector at a huge art collection. He donated yeah. like five million dollars worth of art to like a, an art school, I believe. Oh, he, that's cool. Again, he was it sounds like he was always a very generous mm-hmm. guy. Uh, we mentioned his cooking skills. He was a great cook. He was also um a pretty active um against uh, racial and religious uh, prejudice he oh, was yeah? he was not like at a time when people didn't want to work with black people or he was like okay with he it w- he was yeah definitely oh, more outspoken awesome. against that and when he found out his daughter was gay he totally was finally he, he actually joined and helped her with a lot oh of, that's cool a lot of those um, groups that the, yeah. that was at the time so again it seemed like he was kind of ahead of the game mm-hmm. on a lot of things it's, he's um, just a good guy yeah I think right? even with AIDS he did a lot yeah. of like um, help commercials and stuff to t- kind of get people to understand what it is but my movies could be spooky but hey
0: they're even spookier use a condo. <laughs> that would be an amazing commercial well he it? did do
1: a lot of actually great oh, commercials yeah? you can find a lot of them on YouTube he did everything like selling toilet paper or whatever to board games and you, yeah christmas trees there's a yeah christmas trees there's a lot of fun stuff you can find online but i don't know he's just a guy like you hear his voice you get excited yeah you know what i mean he, he's someone i i would sit there and watch a compilation of vincent price commercials would, right? and it would probably be cool but um uh mark damon we as place philip i just want to mention because um he's in the the Wonderlok, uh segment from black sabbath oh, okay and then he did, he went on to do a bunch of westerns. He became like a big uh, star of Italian films. And he did like a lot of like Devil's Wedding Night, Crypt of the Living oh, Dead, right. like a lot of kind of Italian genre films. Um, Myrna... Fahi or Fahi, um, that plays And she, she did a bunch of stuff too, but nothing really worth mm-hmm. mentioning. And then I, the other reason I just want to mention because really this cast is only four, four people, people in the cast. That's there's it. The, the the fiance, yeah. the sister, the brother, and then there's the uh, Butler, butler uh, played yeah Harry Eller plays uh, Bristol. Sorry Bristol, Bristol. and we're going to talk about him later on because he also uh, stars in the Haunted Palace. So we'll Ooh. talk about him in a, a couple episodes. But um, he, he's cool. Like he he's kind of like this likable mm-hmm. Butler that he he, he, he kind of seems like he does not take a yes for if like, they say like no i want it like
0: okay sir whatever you need sir yes sir I'm okay sir but he
1: seems kind of like yeah. he um wants to help philip but at the same time he's you know he's, he's, he's loyal in his to this house family for 60 yeah. years right so he's kind of like this weird character where he's not he's not a complete villain but at the same time he's not a complete good guy either yeah. but he, he's he's like when you want to see him yeah. help philip We'll get to spoilers too, because I want to talk about that guy for a sec. Uh, We should mention, you briefly mentioned it, but the sets and everything are great. Um, I was reading up on it, I guess, like at the beginning where he's coming up on the horse and you're using Mm -hmm. the Baron. Like, apparently, like Corman saw that there's a fire on the radio or heard. Listening this, so he like ran down there the next day and shot that scene. That's crazy, he, he was good about that kind of stuff. I guess he found out too that there was going to be a barn, there's a, a deserted barn, so he made a deal with them to burn it down. And uh, that's where you got the you know, yeah, we'll talk fired. about it, the climatic ending, which they reused that scene in in several other films, oh, after, so he definitely got his money's worth. I mean, that's why he was, yeah, a genius, I guess so. You know? Um. I, I don't. Know, I think it did, the whole movie does a cool job of kind of keeping that just of your seat, wondering what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, kind of like this, this ever growing kind of. I don't know if I want to say tension. It's not necessarily tense, but kind of like an eeriness that's, you know, something's off. Um, and I think it does do a good job. It's
0: claustrophobic too. Yeah. They don't leave the house. No. They get inside the castle.
1: And they do. Well, he, they go out on like the balcony and he says Mm. like, they're surrounded by a dead swamp. And again, he goes into how all that died and someone drowned in the swamp, died in the swamp and how, you know, again, it's the the curse is, the place is, they're cursed. That's why, you know, the land Mm. is, is dried up and died. um, uh, when, I don't know if this is spoiler, but um, she takes him down and shows that they keep all the, the dead family members in coffins, and she shows that they've already got theirs planned out for them. Ready to go. What did that mean? Because hers falls over and there's already a skeleton in it. Did that's you get weird that? right there's a couple unanswered questions and i mm-hmm. i don't know if i i looked up i couldn't really figure out the answers maybe listeners or maybe you can help explain but there's there's one more too i'll talk about in spoilers but if anyone can explain that what that's supposed to mm-hmm. mean
0: i have no idea why like that's that was in there right i think
1: unless i'm mistaken but i'm pretty sure i went back and rewound and it definitely was her it said copy. like her name yeah um, so I thought that was we pretty hate. strange, but I guess that is my problem with the film mm. and why I, I it leaves a lot. I didn't give side. it as high as maybe I would. I, I feel like yeah, there's a lot of kind of unanswered stuff. It's, mm. It kind of seems like it throws you in. It just. It's a lot of like heavy dialogue. Of course, you get the famous Corman nightmare sequence in there, which yeah. is it's pretty <laughs> it's fucking a weird.
0: Blonde hair and the blue is like shadows, like hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, it's kind of twisted, like it, yeah. I could see like someone like in the in these days I watching was, on shrooms or something, and just I guess there's all the, the ghosts that come out too,
0: like oh yeah. You
1: know? so all, like, well, all the townspeople, yeah, yeah. They're almost like zombies. Yeah, um, cool. yeah there's I thought definitely that was like cool the uh, other ushers that were like buried in the tomb. I don't know, but I I don't. No, I do find like it's it's cool in this yeah. but I find when you get to the second or third film he's done that same yeah. nightmare sequences a little much with all the weird colors but I mean this is the first one to do it and I think it's very well done uh, it's definitely trippy uh, the other thing I noticed too and maybe this is more of a Poe thing but this whole this film relates a lot to being buried alive mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of his stories have that in yeah, it, I wonder
0: eh? if Poe's just scared of being like buried premature. alive. I
1: guess that was a, a, a fear of a lot of people at that time, right? That was I guess a, that's, That happened a yeah. lot. You'd get misdiagnosed. You'd, you'd have get some, buried alive. You'd have like... Because in this, in this film, what does the woman, the sister have? Oh, she has a cat, catatonia or something yeah, like something that? Yeah, something like that. So she can be mistaken at times to mm-hmm. be dead when she's actually alive. So I guess that's something that probably was mm. a, a fear at the time. But... Um, yeah, I, I do like that part of the story. I mean, I, I love Premature Burial, um, yeah. which we're not covering, but it's a fantastic uh, pull adaptation where um, Ray Millard is in that uh, one. He's he's quite good in that. That was the first time I saw him, and it kind of made me a fan. I mm-hmm. see, I've seen him in other films since. He's very good. He's also in uh, Panic in the Year Zero. The, oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, that early 60s, you know, where they're trying to survive a mm-hmm. nuclear bomb or whatever. Um yeah, there's some cool images, but some of this, uh, you know, it's we kind of got to save for spoilers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say, unlike a lot of the other films, this is, the, you know, there's not a lot going on. Like, it's very just like, we're going to come here, we're going to argue. The, he just, just keeps on saying he's going to take her out, she has to go. And no. Price is just saying no, he's not allowing it. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you see, he's definitely possessive, he's in charge, and he's not going to let her leave. But that—that's really the film. They, yeah. they argue. I can't
0: do spoilers.
1: Well, we and we what we, well, we talked about. We can do this, and then we'll do the rest in spoilers. But mm-hmm. it, it, it is a. I mean, I think it's a one-on part of the plot that she does. Yeah. Get misdiagnosed and is buried alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll say it, well the rest we'll talk about in spoilers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add? Your thoughts on this film? Uh, no, no, not really. What are you going to give uh, House of Usher? I got to give six point five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7 out 7? of 10. But I agree. It's I, I really enjoyed it. And the, fir- like, the first 20 minutes, I was like, holy shit, this is really good. Like yeah. I am just totally sucked in here. These actors, the dialogue. Yeah. The interaction a between bit. Price and, and Philip is just so good. But I do feel by the time it ended, I felt like... Did, did I miss something? I wanted a little bit more out of there. I mm-hmm. felt the ending, and again, we'll talk about a second. But I think I feel like the ending is a little bit rushed. Yeah, it seems a bit it's like, like this, like this big build together. up, and then it just like it's like this big build up, and then it's like yeah. they ran out of money or time, and that's rushing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think it, it could have used maybe an extra ten minutes or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely it starts strong. And it, again, it's not that it's a bad film seven is still a good score, but it's you know I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy of, some of these yeah. other pole films later on uh, a little more why I know I've definitely seen Pick the yeah. Pendleman that's that and Joe Moore there's a lot more to that that kind of has the same thing an ongoing mystery and but I think that does a better job of you know various set pieces and a lot mm-hmm. more going on but um, yeah uh, I guess we'll throw up spoilers now if you don't want to know what happens in the last 10 minutes of the film skip ahead but mm-hmm. I don't think it's that yeah it's really not that that uh, yeah. you know integral to the uh, enjoyment of this movie but either way if, you, if you're one of those people you don't like spoilers just skip ahead um but yeah, let's talk about it. The house so, falls. Yeah. See <laughs> so you later. stay scared. Well, you you find out that yes, she is in the coffin, but she is still alive. And you also find out the the price and the butler. So this is where the butler's maybe yeah, not so he nice, knows knows that she's alive, and he's just like, no, man, she has to die because we all have to die. I he doesn't
0: know. He he
1: suspects. Yeah, but he, I did, guess he so. didn't want to go down. He's
0: like, ah, I suspected it, but I can't I can't say for sure.
1: I yeah, I know. I got yeah. the impression he. He knew wants her to die. That's a pretty villainous act to like put your sister in a coffin and let her die. Bear It alive would be a very a terrible, terrible way to die. Way to go!
0: So. I thought it was kind of dope that she actually saw like her bloody her fingers while trying to escape from
1: oh, yeah, the coffin. Oh, yeah, she sticks. That was a really cool yeah. image where her, her bloody hands are sticking out of the coffin mm. trying to escape.
0: I thought that was cool. And when they open the coffin, it's all like scratched up and bloody and shit. Yeah, like yeah. I thought that was kind of dope.
1: Uh, yeah, so anyways, you find out that she was buried alive but she has escaped and she's just mad, dark raving mad. Which, which I wasn't sure. Like, yeah. is she supposed to be a zombie? Is she supposed to be dead and she's come back, or just is she stark, just dark raving mad, crazy, man,
0: buried alive crazies?
1: Because he tries to talk to her, and she just pretty much throws mm-hmm. him out of the way and goes to kill yeah. Price and does kill Price. Which I thought was kind of, and then did, well, did she kill him or did just the house collapse? She strangles him? him alive as the, yeah. the house gets lit on fire and it starts burned down. And Philip mm-hmm. escapes, and possibly the butler escapes. Right? They, I don't they know, say they don't, nothing they about show, the butler, yeah. so
0: I don't know how he died. That's what I want to talk about. Like, does he die in this, or is mm-hmm. he just?
1: But Philip escapes, and you see the house burning down behind, and the, the curse is over because the family, the last of them, the main family, is dead. But I just felt like like it went from this like character that you want to see. Uh, escape with Philip mm-hmm. and you're kind of rooting for their romance. It goes from like her just dying, which like it's weird how even she dies. She's talking to Price it in room. She just screams. She just screams and you don't know, did he do something or yeah. did she just die of sickness? You never know about that. That's kind of un- unresolved. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it just goes from that to then she's buried alive. Then all of a sudden, like, she wakes up and she's crazy. It just seems like this really weird... I yeah. get she's supposed to be like, it was such a traumatic experience that she's Being lost buried it. buried alive. But I feel like we needed some kind of finale with her and Philip. Yeah. Like, you don't get that. She throws him of the away, kills Price, and then it's over. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I had a bit of a, a problem with that. Uh...
0: Yeah, I do feel the ending just feels a bit like thrown together.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I find there there's a lot unexplained and maybe that's just like, you know, an interesting way instead of over explaining everything just mm-hmm. to have, you know, kind of leave it open for you to decide was there actually a curse? Was it all in their heads and they were yeah. both a little bit sick in the head? But I, I don't know. I would have liked just a little bit more closure, I think, with Philip's character. Like it kind of seems like this whole movie is this romance with him and he wants to escape with her. And then it ends with him getting thrown to the side and then escaping <laughs> the building. His
0: girlfriend getting buried alive, going absolutely crazy, and murdering her brother by her bare hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh, and again... I, like, I don't want to like, see his journey after this. Like, does he have to go back to Boston alone? Like... Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, what happened to Marianne? I was really excited to see her. Well, <laughs> long story.
1: <laughs> I know that would be pretty insane. But like, I don't know. Is there... Do you... I get the impression that there could be some kind of supernatural element in there. Like, how did she the escape house, the coffin? The house could be the insane, house, right? Um, the the house—I don't know.
0: It was trying to kill the guy, right? Like by.
1: Uh, I think it's more interesting lantern, now that I think yeah. about it. When you think that maybe it's kind of cool that they don't yeah. overexplain explain everything because it's kind of up to you to decide for that. But I still do feel like the ending was rushed. Yeah. I felt like, you know, all a lot of these other Corman. Colman Price, bro. uh films they all have a, <laughs> they all have a lot of like really cool set pieces and elements and stuff. And I feel like this one, it's just people talking in a house. Yeah, and then you get a rushed finale. I think like. The film, I mean, again, the film works so well just because Philip is good, but Price just holds, like he commands that room when he, he first comes on screen, mm-hmm. you know, he's owning as, this whole film and this is why he is the man, mm-hmm. but I, I still feel like it's missing a little something. As good as that is, I mean, yeah. we can probably find 10 other films with great, as, as great yeah. Price performances that will also have really cool set pieces and really cool moments Finishes and mysteries and, and uh, I don't know, I, I felt great like, reveals. yeah, I felt like it just felt kind of like, oh, yeah. that's it. It's not that it was it was a bad ending. It's just kind of like, oh, that's it. It seems a bit rushed. There was no, yeah. like,
0: uh, pop to it at yeah. the end.
1: Uh, but is, is that it for spoilers? or anything I think you that's to talk about, about it. Uh, yeah, the, I guess that's our thoughts on the film. This episode yeah. is uh, we talked a lot about what We're we've been watching. Getting a bit long in the but tooth. But we did know that this, we knew this episode when, yeah. I think the other Poe films will have more to talk about because there's a lot more to them. Yeah. Like, how do you talk about a film that is mostly dialogue-driven, yeah. you know, what I mean, for too long. But, uh, it, it again, we both... Agree it's still a good movie. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean yeah, definitely yeah. watch it, I recommend it. got pretty good it. scores, right? Yeah. Um and it, it's again it's got a really cool gothic atmosphere. There's mm-hmm. definitely like a an eerie kind of mood throughout. Um yeah, I just played uh, with dungeons and all that shit. Yeah, I just wish the mystery was a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. in the end, but
0: Hey, listen! If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at uh, Gmail at the uh, Movie City Maniacs at gmail.com.
1: Uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Movie City Maniac,
0: or you can join the uh, Facebook page or the like page. and kind of have a chat with us and yeah, join us like and know. Uh, you know tell us your favorite we, Vincent Price movies, your post, favorite uh, uh, Carmen movies, your favorite uh, Poe stories. <laughs> yeah, feel
1: free to you know share on uh, the when we post the episode, comment mm-hmm. on it uh, with you know your thoughts on the film and you know if you have any theories of this you know what 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 actually went on is there supernatural element is it you know all in there? you know are they just crazy paranoid people was there really a curse Uh, yeah anyways uh, we'll be back uh, next episode talking about The Pit and the Pendulum from 1961 this is one of my favorites have you seen The Pit and the Pendulum before? Uh, ages ago Yeah. yeah, I actually just watched it for the first time a couple of years ago. When I think when we were doing our best of, I am um, our old our old show, the best of horror overall. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I had a blast with it. We'll see how if it still holds up. I remember nice. enjoying it. it. Had a cool mystery. So and there's definitely some cool set pieces there with yeah. the, uh, the pendulum and whatnot. So, anyways, we'll be back, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the the start of our um, price. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it, it's a little bit rusty. You know, I'm going with a cold here, but I think it turned out pretty good. Get there. Uh, we got it, it's kind of like the. This is that perfect transition into fall. We we yeah, covered yeah. all like the summer and summer's done. Summer's done. Next time we'll be now back we're, with like pumpkin beer and yeah. Now uh, we're talking about spices. the dead leaves and the gothic films. The, yeah. the perfect films to watch in October. Yeah. Anyways, guys. September really. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Stay scared. Bye. I got a beer.
0: I'm going to get drunk.